Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. that red light is on we're recording well here we are andy last we day. are here final oh, day of the trip Island. i can't believe we've made it this far in the event what has it been two and a half weeks two and a half weeks of glorious bliss sunshine competition and eating sometimes nine sometimes ten guitar youtubers together in the same tropical location Never been seen before, probably never will be again. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Andy. And you're watching 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, and reviewing and playing podcast. podcast. <laughs> That's good. Keep laughing. We can do two minutes of this. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're on an island in the Philippines and. Uh, we shouldn't be. <laughs> we really shouldn't be at all. This is this whole trip has been an exercise in the absurd. Yeah. And uh, I've taken the advice of of Henning and other people involved in putting this together, and other people in my life over the years. Like Ryan, why do you work so hard? Don't work so hard. And I've I've taken that to heart this trip. I brought all this gear to make a ton of extra content because usually I want to film outside of like the main rigs. Sure, that's your thing, right? I just did five videos here. This will be six. This is my sixth. And we're using video. my rig. We're using your. I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't. I never put a battery in my own camera. We are using your tripod to be yes, fair. Yes, the tripod is the MVP around here. It is. Yeah. I. I need a link to that. Next before. time is next time. Instead of bringing all my gear, I'm just going to bring a tripod for everyone. I'll be tripods MVP. for everyone. So anyways, that's me. You got a tripod. Going off got topic here. Not that Sorry. there is a topic. How do you feel about the trip? I. I feel like a changed man, and I'm not doing that for the purpose of this content. I f when I say changed, I feel like I used to feel when I first started my YouTube channel. Mm. Like naive, yeah. curious, excited, full of beans, and, and young. <laughs> did, they, did you get beans for breakfast? I didn't get beans for breakfast. Beans for breakfast. Yeah, God. We've been doing this thing where every time we come up with a phrase, it could be a band name. I write it down, and I think I'm gonna go down later and go around with the camera and like ask people what they think about each name. So stay tuned for that. That'll be video number seven from this trip. Riveting Important content. stuff. Beans for breakfast. But yeah, like leaning into what I was saying, what you just said, letting this be a like rejuvenating, like fully in the moment, fully there, not focused on content, two and a half weeks of my life. And I, you know, we did do, I, pr I probably have three days of work under my belt out of yeah. two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. But it's been like a proper vacation. 
Because we usually do these things. We go to Henning's house or Toman or even uh, you know Sweetwater and Nam and stuff like yeah. that, and it's just grind, grind, grind. We get to hang out and party at the end of the night, but then the we blow so much energy and we wear ourselves so thin. Just being able to be here and spend actual time with each other, spend actual time with ourselves, like sitting and thinking. And, you know, I've been sitting around working on little doodles and stuff like that and time to self-reflect and time to just sit and jam and things like that. It's been amazing. There's been a lot of music for music's sake rather than got to get this done, got to nail this take or got to redo that or got to get in there at this time. Yeah, there, there was a little bit of stress sometimes with the rig that we have set up to make sure that everybody has, has got some content but not on the scale that we're used to at the usual events. And, right. uh, and trigger warning for you know, YouTube viewers that are unaware, it's quite hard doing what we do. And it's not an easy job. Of all the things that we document and film, we don't spend any time documenting like the processes that we actually go through. No. And it's, you know, there's a huge technical element to what we do, which is very difficult to pull off in a location like this. Any, like, destination location like the challenges of producing guitar content with video rigs and audio recording rigs and getting any quality out of it is uh it's quite a challenge but then on top of that the personal discipline of holding onto the on to the ideas that you have in, the, in your head, the concepts that you want to communicate, reacting to what you're using in a way that's useful to the audience, and just doing the job part of it is, it is really challenging. It's challenging to do in a controlled environment at home, and then you put us into a chaotic envi environment like any of the other events, or you put us into a exotic environment like a private tropical island, and it, it's challenging. I, I think probably two out of five of my videos, I felt like, oh yeah, this is a take I would have settled with at home. The other two is like, I'm just farting these things out. You're like, what else am I gonna do? There's other people waiting to use the mm -hmm. rig. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to find that, you know, that point of satisfaction I would normally find at home, like sitting there rehearsing things. You just roll with it. But it's a different style of content, isn't it? We're not just offering our views on whatever it is we're, we're taking a look at. We're offering our views whilst we are in a very strange situation. Oh my gosh. And I would say kind of more relaxed. And I think if there's a viewer of, of our respective channels that watches us for us, rather than just comes for the piece of gear we're reviewing, I think there's value in that. Because this is really what we're like. This we've is, already this is lost, with, it, with this dumb like stuff we care about rambling, we've already lost so many people who are not watching anymore. So, yeah. Let's talk about some exciting island stuff. Okay, um, the drinks? Oh, my, the, the juicy drinks? The fruity juicy drinks. Drinks as, as currency <laughs> is a thing around hey, here. Hey, 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 right, can you, yeah, that's gonna cost you, uh, how many was it? Three margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> One for each precious item. But like, you know, you're helping someone, you know, someone's helping you set up your video or whatever. And like any, anything you, they, that you need, like, yeah, go get uh, three pineapple smoothies. One for me, one for you, one for guy over there. And they all go, you know, on our tabs and whatever. So we, we're all, we haven't paid our tabs yet. We've been here for two weeks on this island. Yeah. And 
I'm certain I've been throwing 20 bucks a day into drinks yeah, as, I, as I, currency, social currency. I think I'm closer to 30 most days. The bill's coming. We'll let you know. <laughs> I, will, I will comment on my video how many other videos I had to make to pay for the drinks here. Every, every time you watch a video from this event and there's people holding drinks, it's because someone else was cashing in some sort of social currency. True. Yeah. I did not drink 100 margaritas. Or right. <laughs> coconut juices. Have fun uh, explaining the, the drink receipt to your tax preparer, you know? <laughs> well, the, the drinks were in the videos, right? Yeah. Therefore, there go. Oh my gosh. Words like that. There, you know, in so many ways, this has been a vacation. Mm. But in so many ways, this has been so much more work than, you know, people who go to various, you know, industry conventions and things like that, where they go and they listen to a seminar and then they go hit the town after that. I, I've shot video for like seminars and like, it's a, it's a big hangout. There's, there's networking involved, but we're actually doing actual labor here. Yes, it's an exotic location. Yes, we spend a bunch of time vacationing. I don't, like the, 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 the tax people in the audience are, would, you know, if you're, if you're an official tax person in the United States or Austria, if you want to chime in and tell us exactly how we should report this, considering, like I said, I've probably done three full days of work. Mm -hmm. There's been costs attributed to that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we are on a location where, we're, where we are enjoying ourselves. I'd love to know what the experts have to say about that. Like, I always just do whatever my tax guy says. I say, this is what I was doing. These were, here's the receipts. And I let him sort it out, you know. It's the same for me. I get a per diem of 27 euros or more-ish. So that, that's a bar bill, right? Right. And yeah, we could talk about drinks for the whole show if you like. Well, or we, we could talk about on. drinks. We could talk about food. Okay, so I don't want to... There's, there's no promotional element to this trip for the island. Like we've paid for... We've paid what everyone pays for this island. There's no like influencers getting a hotel comped or something like that. We paid for all the flights. We paid for the, the entire stay here. Nothing is being comped on that side. The gear sponsors are the sponsors. I, I, can, I can fully endorse this place. 100%. Are you kidding me? It is, it is almost embarrassing how good this is and how attentive the staff are and how they call us sir. And we tried to tell them, we tried, we've been trying to befriend them and be like, you don't call me just Ryan, you know, like, yeah, but Sir, Sir Ryan, Sir Here's Ryan, your... Sir Andy, Sir Carlos, right? And and you put a you finish a, a drink or your meal, and it, the empty plate or bottle is gone within seconds, yeah. And they're never wrong, they can tell when you're done eating, and it's it's like, you're right, I am done eating. How did you know? They come and get the they get the thing, and it's gone, and then they're bringing the dessert, and it's Okay, so, so there's food here. So with, with the thing that we're doing, there's, there's eight or nine rooms on the island. There's eight rooms. I think it's seven. There's eight, but one's out of commission. We have, we have 10 people here. Uh, two rooms are sharing people. There's you and me, huge surprise. Uh, and then there's Carlos and Antonio? Tito. Tito. T-Dog. T-Dog. In a room. Um, so with, with 10 people here as guests on the island, which is kind of maxing it out unless you're double up more rooms, 
it comes out to like $120 a day per person for, for two weeks, which is already crazy. That's like what I'm used to paying at like Holiday Inns in Anaheim or whatever. And it, they provide three meals a day. Three huge meals a day like that stuff are your three gut. hours from each other. Right, they're, they feel like they're right on. It feels like, oh man, breakfast was good. Is lunch coming out right now? One of my favorite moments is when we all sort of congregate, now that we've got into the rhythm of this place, uh, the, uh, dinner is around 7.30. And we start congreg congregating there around six and everybody starts getting antsy and just sort of stands there. And I can see the, the Angie behind the bar like, oh, they're kind of ready for dinner already. And people are doing things but also I can see sort of people scratching and itching for the meal. Oh, you think because people of us are hungry? Are from Not hungry, but just conditioned to right. eat this, these uh, brief, brief intervals. It's insane. And the, I haven't had a single bad bite here. Everything is so delicious. Like we've, I've had to pare back what I order for breakfast. And here's the thing, you only get to order for breakfast. Lunch and dinner is just like family style. What comes is what comes. Everyone like cleans their plates. Like people are eating things that are way outside their comfort zone. And just like, this is delicious. It's, it's honestly amazing. And the island itself is incredibly beautiful. You're gonna be putting footage in here, right? Like drones it, what, and stuff. It, and, yeah, and I'll put a bunch of uh, Henning's drone footage in here. It is unbelievable. It is some kind of dictionary definition of paradise, but I, it's, it's safe, it's modern. We have electricity, we have a good roof over our heads. We have like two bars of cell yeah, service. Yeah, we have cell service. We have a fridge with cold beers in them. We have guitars, we have friends, we have swimming, we have a pier that we can jump off and do silly things with. I was saying to, to Andy last night, it feels like the last scene in Contact, mm. starring Jodie Foster. It was Jodie Foster, right? It was, yeah. Uh, where the aliens manufacture this ideal location for her and it's this perfect little tropical setting and her dad's there. And it's like, oh, we thought this would be the most comfortable for you. like. It feels manufactured. It feels like we're in a simulation. It feels like some sort of bizarre purgatory. Yes. Yeah. And we've been here for on this island for two weeks because there's like four days of travel to get in here. And everything just kind of blends together. Like trying to remember the travel to come here feels like months ago, but it also feels like we've only been here three days yeah. and it's all just like blurred together. Like, I can't, I don't remember how many times I've gone to bed. It feels like a couple. I feel like I've been in that bar for a long, long time. It's like a Hotel California sort of situation. It's kind of a cross between Hotel California, the last episode of the original Quantum Leap, where he just goes to the bar and there's all these people there that he knows, but he's kind of Swiss cheese memory, and the entire seasons of Lost. Right, but without the polar bears. But without the, well... I haven't not, not seen one. We have seen big lizards. There's giant monitor lizards on the island. Just lizarding about. And I'm still convinced there's a giant bird. <laughs> may I? You may. Um, 
for some reason, I got the big bed with the net around it, and Ryan has the floor bed that's well, next to the window. Originally, we planned on he got the first week, then we would swap, and then it was like, I don't want to move my stuff. Let's just keep it the way it is. They're the same comfort level, right? It's the same mattress. Mine's just on the floor in an in a exotic, tropical hardwood flame, frame. The shin killer. The shin killer. And, um, <laughs> but you're next to the window and under the window. And yeah. I think it was early hours of the morning. It was... And it feels so safe here, because the bug situation is pretty minimal. We just leave the doors and the windows open, no screens. So go ahead. And we're both asleep, and I hear, ah! Ah! and strange noises that suddenly went more high-pitched. I remember yelling. But you know how when you wake up, things are so, sort of muted, and they were a lot softer, and then I, re I woke up, and you started, what were you screaming? <laughs> I, I think it was like, ah! and then I was like, it's a gecko. It's just a gecko. But I, I thought it was a big bird. <laughs> I thought there was a big bird in the window. Like the, the, the geckos here make this loud chirping sound. And I think one had crawled into the windowsill, which is like right here next to my ear. And it went ah, ah, like right in my ear. And it woke me up and I'm jumping out of bed, freaking out in my mind. My instincts were telling me there was a bird about this big in the window, ready to peck my eyeballs out. I don't know what kind of bird, but surely there is a big old bird in the window. And I woke up and I panicked for a split second. Then I realized that it was attacking you rather than me. So I definitely <laughs> had a few moments of safety. And then I realized it was a gecko. Then you realized it was a gecko and all was well. But I will never forget that moment. It was. A beautifully confusing, absurd moment. It was, it was, for you, it was probably the one downside of sharing a room. Okay, go ahead. You have more? <laughs> Otherwise, just, you know, domestic bliss. I don't consider that a downside. Why was that a downside? Oh, it was entertaining to you. It was just, it was just a thing. It just happened. Let's talk about the personal relationships here. Yeah. I, I made a whole video about, like, what could go wrong. During this whole thing, and nothing. a big part of it, a bit, yeah, what could, nothing's gonna, nothing bad is gonna happen. Um, oh, you mean your pre? My pre-video. Uh, snakes? No yeah, snakes? we didn't see any snakes. We just saw big lizards that just come to eat dinner scraps out of the bucket that apparently the dogs share with the big snakes and the cats <laughs> and the cats the, and the big birds. Adorable puppies, little kitties, gigantic lizards, all sharing the same food bucket together. <laughs> That's not a metaphor for life, and I don't know what is. But a big part of my, like, this is a bad idea video is, like, there's going to be turmoil and drama and people getting upset and having bad days and, you know, quipping and fighting with each other. And there have been moments. Hmm. There have been moments where people get short with each other and have a little bit of a yell here and there, but mostly because of things that need to get done yeah. sort of stuff. And... But the counter to that, when those things happen, is everyone's just like, we'll get through this. Like this an incredibly calm and mature vibe here on the island for everyone. Which, if you consider that it's an island full of self-absorbed narcissists who film themselves and then stare at themselves editing all day and saying, oh, that's good enough to show the world. 
you'd think that we'd all be really high maintenance, stuck up. Yeah, at like, each other's throats, trying to outdo yeah. each other. Divas. Divas. There is zero competition here. There are zero egos. People are helping each other. It is not a case of, um, let's take Carlos, who has close to 4 million subscribers. He's sharing a room with Tito. Right, who's, who's literally uh, paid to be here. Like, he's an employee of the event. Yeah. Technically, but we, we treat the, him the as like, collation. he is a YouTuber and we treat him as a full YouTuber. There is, I don't see, a, there is a, Henning is the daddy, right? Well, yeah. Because there has if, to be. If Henning wants uh, a, a Tina to do something, he does it, you know? <laughs> I messed up Tonio's name one time and I, I got a lot of grief for it. So now he has random names assigned to him. As long as they have a T in there somewhere. And an, an O and an A. An o and a T, yeah. Tito. Yeah. T-Dog. A little inside joke, but it has been incredible, like how well everyone's gotten along, how little ego there is. How well we've gotten along. We're we're we're, we're together mortal enemies most of the day, and we hate each other. Yet we found a way to make it work. I let him keep the big nice bed. Yeah, I let he you gets four go pillows. On the and he you, gets, you didn't say anything. I gave you two of those four yeah, pillows the, the other no, night. Yeah, the, the two little pillows. And then what did you do? All right, now we're going to fight. Here it comes. What did you do? I woke up and I found that you'd thrown them behind I told the bed you, I the desk. I, did, I told you I didn't actually care about the pillows. Why just, do you keep bringing it up then? And he gets four pillows. I got one for like the first week and a half. I also get two towels. <laughs> he does get two towels. He gets because one. he's sleeping in a bed and made for two. Your bed could fit two people. It's the same size. Right? No, it's smaller. It is smaller. It is smaller. It's big enough for one person. Absolutely. It's mine's, mine's too big, if anything. Yeah, it lost. kind of is. Like he has a bed that's got it's got the big frame around it and the mosquito net. It's all romantic. And I'm Wonderful. on the floor in the Shin Killer 3000. I like dropped to my knees into the bed one day to like grab some stuff that was on the bed, and it's got an exotic tropical hardwood frame around it that meets the level of the mattress and just sliced into my bones. I can, I can just feel oh, it. Oh, I cried. Me. There were tears. And that's when I knew I wasn't in a simulation because I could still feel pain and I hadn't felt discomfort I in so many days. I wasn't even there to enjoy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just something about everything's kind of the same temperature, a little bit too hot to do physical labor, yeah. but like comfortable enough to just sit and drink cold drinks and get in the, get in the ocean and swim around. I have had a few moments where I'm like, this shirt's too hot. I need to change this shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous, because I can hear people banging and knocking and building things as we're recording this, and they're walking around carrying blocks of concrete up a mountainside. Let's talk about the staff. Let's. Because we've had a lot of internal, we've had a lot of conversations uh, amongst the group, because we're all musicians. We're all people who've worked, you know, like, blue collar, service jobs, retail jobs, restaurant jobs, things like that. You know, like customer service jobs. Except Henning. Henning's never done that? Never. And it shows. It does. He's got a ceiling fan. That's another inside joke. Perfecto and Henning, because they organized the whole event and they did put an incredible amount of labor into it, of course, we're like, you guys get to choose. If there's premium rooms, you get to choose them. So they have like the two honeymoon suites. They have the ceiling fans. So we've decided that there is a class divide in between the haves and the have-nots of ceiling fans. Glenn also has a ceiling fan. No! And a balcony. But he got here a, a week late. And we... Here, the, the kind okay, of people okay, okay, we okay. are. 
Perfecto said, Glenn's coming. A new room has opened up. It's killer. You guys should check it out because maybe you would like to have this room. We went. We had a look. We walked it's up the stairs. It was spacious. It was airy. It was beautiful. Like it had a ceiling fan. Modern minimalist, like mm. clean white lines everywhere. A perfect, like, like 10 foot wide view of the ocean from his window and stuff like that. This is it's a very charming and wonderful room that we have. We're on the top story of a two-story bungalow. This is it's functional, right? It's leaning into the tiki aesthetic. Yeah. And it's functional. It's certainly not I mean there's a beautiful view it's to beautiful. our right. It's very Tommy Bahama. I don't know what that is. It's like a it's like a brand of like floral shirts and hats and oh, okay. cargo shorts that dad's with well, you money can see by. behind us this, yeah. this roof. The thatching and Everything's made out of bamboo and fine tropical hardwoods, which I keep bringing up. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. fine no, they're beautiful. Like exotic mango woods and things like that. So uh, we, we're checking out this room and we thought it would be, this is the kind of, this sums us up, I believe. We, would get, we got more joy from making a joke of giving that room to Glenn <laughs> than actually having the nice room. <laughs> And that, that is me to a T. But and also, if we had taken the nice room, we would have had to pack up all our stuff and move yeah, it. Exactly. I'm it would have lazy. Been, it would have been labor to have a different room where we, we, we only go in there to sleep. Yeah. And also, we're right next to the bar. We're a lot area. closer to the bar. Yeah, we're a lot closer so to the bar. Here. So happy. It's, it's probably 30, 40 steps closer to the bar, which is a big difference. It is a big difference. In certain states, you know, yeah. I don't mean states where you live, like states where you exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just about getting gear. You know, you need to go back for the tripod pod or a mic or, or some yeah. piece of cableage. Oh yeah, forgotten. yeah. I'm not going all the way over there. Why would I go up another set of stairs? Right, right. Well, I can just come here. So back to the discussions about staff, because we, you know, driving in. It was like a five-hour drive from yeah. the airport through Palawan to the boat to get us to this island. So we saw the the living conditions and the 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 first the, the third and second world nature of Palawan in the Philippines and Cebu, the main city that we landed in. You see the conditions of it, and it's very different from what we're used to. In our Western European and American kind of, kind of, uh, kind of living, and so because we've all had service jobs except for Henning, we've all had, uh, you know, labor jobs and blue collar jobs and so on. We've all been musicians who get paid nothing to pour tons of labor into our efforts and stuff like that. It's very easy for us to relate to the staff here and be watching out for little things and be like, are they okay? Are they being taken care of here? Is this a good job for them? Like we're trying to, we're all like on the case trying to figure out like, should we feel guilty that this person is bringing me a drink because I feel slightly warm and I'd like to have something sweet, you know? And for the most part, judging against what we saw driving in, it seems like this is a really good gig here. And you spent a bunch of time talking to one of the owners. Flora, yeah. Actually, Flora. Martin um, walked past, as you said, let's talk about the staff. And his, right. his ears pricked up. Did he, he was, really? A little, but he, was, he's, he didn't stop, he didn't pause, because he knows that everything's good. So there's, it's a married couple, 
that that owns and runs the whole Martin thing. Martin Martinez. Martin is, Martinez? Well, it's Flora Martinez, so therefore Martin's name must be Martinez, right? And his Martin right. Martinez. You're assuming that based on her last name, which is a, a good assumption to make. Yeah. It's, but it, like, there's been no moment where we're like, I think these people are being mistreated. Like, we haven't seen their staff quarters or whatever. No, so we, we were not invited to the staff party that happened two or three nights ago. Andy was ready to carry a watermelon. I had that watermelon ready. He like he like legitimately when he found out there was a staff party, he put on the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, and we listened to it like all night. Because <laughs> in my head, that's exactly what was happening, and right. we were missing out. We were the. No, we are. We were the rich. We're the, we're the rich people. country club people. Yeah, I was. I was. Reading but the also language in there. that realization that we're not the service people in this situation. We're like in so many years of our lives, we have been those people. There's Martin again. <laughs> Is, hey, Martin. Has been a really weird adult experience for me because I've been to hotels and stuff, but it's like. You know, there's a there's a buffet in the lobby for continental breakfast or whatever, and like yeah, they they'll come and change the sheets or whatever. But it's like the level of personal attention here is is not something any of us are used to, and so you're experiencing hospitality. I get spoiled at home, right? With the very basics, you know, like we share responsibilities, but if I'm 100% honest, I know that I get a little spoiled, and the the scales are a little bit in my favor. And I try to push them back, but that's just how life is. Well, that's just, just flat out like dad guilt. Yeah. And, like, it's you know, like, yeah. And, and sitting down on the sofa just feels wrong all the time. Right, right. I'm just but, closing my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just resting my eyes. I'm not sleeping, even though you need sleep. But we, uh, <laughs> um, Elk and I were talking recently about this kind of illness that we possibly have about being allergic to earning money and thinking that it's okay to have a lot of money. And it's become really apparent here that I fear being someone who has a lot of cash and therefore loses a connection with the people I feel really deeply connected to, which are the people that work here. Right. I'm one of those people. You don't want to become the, the people that looks down on those people yeah. and just sees them as a tool for, for to, to serve them. So, yeah, to... to like establish my goals. We had a whole conversation like we wish we could order pizzas one night and have them come hang out with us so they don't have to cook and stuff. Like we wish we could order in because we like there is this this sense of like we relate to them. But we also get that I think the thing that is upsetting to us is we get the sense that they don't relate to us because we're just another group of people coming in. Another group of, you know, rich Westerners that can afford to be here. I think. I think we're not the regular people that come here. No, of course, because it's like honeymooners and, you know, like like wealthy yacht people that roll up to this sort of thing. We're certainly unique, if not in a very small percentage of types of people that come here. Right. Which sounds very self-serving, but what I mean is that we're weird. <laughs> we shouldn't be here. We really shouldn't be here. It makes no sense. Like... Our niches, as far as far as being guitar tubers, this shouldn't happen. We should always be alone at home. There shouldn't be events. It, there's, there, 
you know, every, you know, if you're a guitar gear fan, it's easy to assume that all these companies are the hugest companies in the world. You, you'd put boss right next to Microsoft or something like that. They're all super small industries. It's a super small industry compared to other industries. And there's really not that, this is shoestring to make this happen. Yeah. Like it's down, down to the dollar for, for budgeting. And we're all, we're, you know, we're paying for our airfare to get here. It's not all expenses covered sort of thing. There's a lot of personal costs involved for us to be here. There is a vacation element where we're personally invested in it. This, this is beyond the level of posh that I would ever expect for our industry. Yeah. It's, it's That's kind of why I said strange. to you, do you want to share? because I don't think I could handle being on my own. I would have felt guilty. Like I was right. already thinking like, right. I'm not even gonna try to choose a room. I, I was like, people are gonna try to scramble to pick their favorite room or yeah. whatever. No one did because apparently we're all super chill. Everyone's just like, oh, whatever, whatever room is fine. But then Andy was like, you wanna share? And I was like, yeah, of course, now we don't have to, no, now no one has to fight over it. Yeah. Was my thinking. Exactly. You know, let's take let's take the drama out of it, and like I actually don't care. I mean, the, you make the choice, right? Instead of having it made for you and avoid, like, you know, we were trying to avoid bitter feelings and upset feelings and stuff like that. And in, in the end, like no one actually cares. No. Like Jake, Jake is the youngest channel here. He everyone goes subscribe. He's in the on everyone the goes floor. subscribe to Jake. We'll have a link in the in the description, and I'll try to remember to do that. Um, under 2,000 subs, it would make his day if you guys could help him get over that hump. He's at 1,600 right now. He's got his own room down there. You and me combined, we're close to 200,000 subs. Yeah. And we're just like, we'll, we'll share. There's no there's no status here. No. As I there's, said, Carlos is at close to 4 million. But. And he's a teetop. Jake is a snorer. We can there, feel him. There are perks to being a loud sleeper. You get your own room. Let's talk about Jake's snore for a moment. It's healthy. It is. It's it's reassuring. It reminds me of my dad's snore, mm. and it's it's a like I just it's just in the background, just whirring away. I've bunked with people at Nam houses and things like that, where it's like we need to get you to a doctor. <laughs> it no, it sounds it sounds like oh that's the sound a body's supposed to make. Yeah, yeah. Like Jake's I've a, never thought I'd compliment a snore before. He's got an excellent snore. I, I did compliment. I went I went to him and I said, you're an amazing snore. Right. It sounds like something that would be a sound sample you'd have to pay money for, for use in, you know, a licensed sound sample for use in a movie or something like that. But Jake's snore sounds like what I think Jake's snore would sound like. It's, it's a restful snore. Yeah. If there is such a thing. Maybe we'll try and stick a mic in his room tonight. It's last night. Anything can happen. <laughs> so there's a, let's go back to the stuff. There's a girl here called Irish. She mm -hmm. was born on this island. She and grew up. Like when you say born on this island, like you can be born on Hawaii, on a Hawaiian island. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. It's a, it's a full island. This island, if you could walk across it, cause you can't, cause most of it is rocky. It would take you five minutes to walk across the length of this island. If there was a flat path. Yeah. Yeah. The, the amount of walkable space on this island is, to, to, to use American measurements, is definitely less than a football field. How many hamburgers is that? How many hamburgers is that? I'll have to do the conversions later. Uh, hamburgers or cheeseburgers, you know. But it's like, you think, you think of it like, there's really, 
only a couple places to be on your feet on this island. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. small. She was born here. Born here. She, she grew up. Her mother is still here. Um, they were living here. That's where they lived. Right. And she played here as a child. You know, she did all that stuff. Then she went off to study in Palawan. Right. For a, a, a small amount of num number of years. And then she came back and her mother said, what do I do to, to Flora, the one of the owners? She said, do I send her to Manila to further her education? And Flora said, no, she can stay here. She can work for me. And she does most of the work here. And she, earlier when we had By that... When you say most of the work... No, sorry, she, organizing work. She runs things. Yeah, she gets stuff done. She's the uh, liaison and she facilitates things. Right. And then... And she has her own house yeah. and stuff. like it, That has nothing to do with, with this place. That that's She has her own house somewhere else? Yeah, it's over there. Oh, it's, or on the island. Uh, yeah. What I mean is this this resort does not cover the entire island. Right. It covers the parts we're she in. She owns a property on Correct. the island. Yeah. And I thought that might have been her. It wasn't. Right. It's, it's Angie. It um, does feel rude, rude to talk about people when they could be running around. Yeah, it's all positive stuff, right? Right, it is. But it, it would kind of, the shock element is, she, she said yesterday, when do we have, yeah, yesterday lunchtime when we went to a different beach by a boat to have a... Every time they spoil us, we feel guilty. It would, and it, it's all normal stuff that like people, honeymooners come here and experience like, oh, it's part of the package, yeah. you know? And like, they, anytime they lift an extra finger to do something special for us, we're like, oh no, we don't deserve this. Like, oh, so they took us by boat, so which was a 90-second journey, <laughs> and most of it was reversing. Because there's a there's there's a rock outcropping that keeps that prevents us from walking to that other beach. It's a secluded beach. Yeah, that they drove us, they they boated us to. We boated, and then they prepared an entire, like, when we say they're feeding us lunch. It's sometimes the lunches are bigger than the dinners. There was a fish at lunch that was this big, and they're carving it and serving it to us. There's also pork and shrimp and salads fried and chicken. rice, fried chicken, grilled chicken. Grilled chicken, sorry. There was, there was um, so, so much rice. And then like a dessert after lunch and drinks. Yeah, they've got a cooler. They've got, they actually grilled it there. So there was a yeah, grill they, in that place. Yeah, they took a charcoal grill over there. And as we were talking, uh, we brought it up with Irish about living here and, and her life here. And she said, I was born here, I work here, I will die here. She likes it here. She could leave. Yeah, yeah she could. She's in the hospitality industry. Yeah. She could go find another place. Absolutely. But that just blew my mind. She's never been further than Palawan. And isn't that possibly- Palawan is a, is a significantly sized island though. It's, you know, look at it on a map. Like it's, it took us five hours to drive from the airport to <laughs> the place to, to get up here. I, I bet it takes eight hours to drive the length. Like, it'd be like it's like a little California sort of. Right. I mean, some of that is like windy roads and whatever, and it's, it's low speed, but it's like, there's a lot of land over there and a lot of industry and a lot of, lot, lot going on there. She could go get all sorts of jobs over there. I think she's happy. I think she is. And I get the sense that a lot of people working here are happy. Like they throw, they, you know, we were blessed enough to be part of like birthday celebrations for, for two of the staff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. They, you know, they go and get a nice cake that has uh, fondant cigarettes on it. Apparently that's a big joke that they eat cigarette cakes. Uh, and the, 
there one of the one of the cooks is a local musician and he goes and he does performing and stuff like that and it, it, you get the sense that they all have fulfilling lives and that this job this place that they work is good for them because you know we're we feel so guilty just being served that we're like surely something's amiss you know yeah, but we one, haven't been able to find the cracks no we and can't. we've been looking for them hard I, I climbed a mountain with the boss just to ask her questions. <clears throat> she told me everything. I trust everything she says. This, because this wouldn't be paradise if it was at the expense of somebody or somebody else's happiness. I don't, I don't think you should take someone else's happiness to increase your happiness or your, your wealth. Like, there's, they're running this like a full-blown resort because that's what it is. Mm. You wake up in the morning and there's four guys out here raking the sand getting all the leaves out of the sand and making the sand flat again to get the footprints out of it. And you look at them and they're just like pepping their step. Like, oh, another great day. Like no one, you know how it is when you work service jobs and you're just like, you know, like you're forced to because smile. you always feel that you're in the lower tier of jobs. Right. And you're aiming for something higher. Maybe this is like a top level job around here, but because it's service industry, we think like, that's part of our privilege yeah. that we think like this is lowered. We have no way to understand. We've been spending a lot of time, this. you know, examining our, our own privileges and the the realities of the, the the world that we live in, and the realities of the world here, and the fact that we are experiencing a wonderful, comfortable time, while across a ten minute boat ride, it's a it's a completely different standard of living. I've thought of something that isn't perfect here. Okay. None of the chairs are comfortable. I was worried about that the first day or two. Like, there's no, like... Because it's, it's a lot of rattan with, like, thin cushions on them and stuff like that. Yeah, just, I haven't been bothered by it. As a tall guy, I have to find this position. Tall and, guys... And, and that's, a, that's an awful, awful thing to complain about, you know, but... The drinks help. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, lizard. dog. Ruff, 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 ruff. Well, uh, should we talk about some gear that we've tried here? Like, is, have you had yeah, any... I guess. I mean, this is a guitar podcast. I kind of want to put something in there. Yeah, yeah. So the sponsors, Harley Benton sent eight or nine guitars. Yeah. Uh, Ingalls sent uh, an amp and a cab, a Two head and a cab. But we, we only used one head and a cab. Because Tom had the cab amp for the entirety. If of you this. follow Elevated Jam Tracks as a channel, which you might because he's got how many millions of subscribers? Like I think it's three hundred and something thousand. Is that to but that feels like millions? The views are the, the views are off the charts. Quite rightly should be because he's one of the few channels that's actually useful because he can go and jam along to his tracks. He's not just you know, waxing poetic about tube streamers. He's actually providing something to the world. But you never see his face. You never get to know him in his videos. Wonderful, wonderful person. Let's stop talking about the gear. Let's talk about the people. All right. Uh, Tom is like. Joe Cool. Yeah. And when he lost his glasses yesterday, his like he, 80 he jumped into Ray-Bans. He jumped into the water in the coolest way possible and comes out of the water. I've lost my glasses. In the coolest way possible. He's lost his glasses. He's lost part of the recipe. No, still the coolest guy on the on the not on the 
on the island, I'm going to assume in all of England. Yeah. Yeah. He owns a chip shop. He owns a building that houses a chip shop. He owns the building. He lives above a, 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 sh a fish and chip shop. No, he lives somewhere else. Oh, he does, but yeah, he owns the building. A, an oh, okay. property. He's no, got to find somewhere to put all that jam track money. But he's like so, it's like an investment. He's so chill, so cool, very funny. What the hell? Intelligent. Intelligent. Knowledgeable. Let's be honest, handsome. We should hate him. Should hate him. Love hanging around with Tom. Yeah. And he doesn't put any of that on his channel. It's all just jam tracks. He'd be a great guitar YouTuber. But he, like, he doesn't put himself, like you see him from here to here on his channel. And it's pissing me off that like, <laughs> he's got all these subscribers and all these people who's watching stuff and they don't know him. And we get to know him. Yeah. You know, and then you've got, uh, who, who, who do we want to, who do we want to suck off next? I mean, Carlos. We, Carlos is my first Holy choice. hell. Um, this is my first experience with Carlos. Is, he, you didn't meet, so I've met everybody here before. I'd never met Carlos before. Dynamite. Lightning in a bottle. The, like, the, he's like a cartoon. He is, he's the kind of guy that if, if he was left alone, he might end up ending his own life accidentally. We've witnessed that a couple times. Like you started, like they have cuts on the palm trees here, so that, so that people can go up and grab coconuts. You know, very like tropical, islandy stuff where you know tourists watch it. Like, oh my goodness, he's sixty feet up there. How did he do that? Carlos just starts climbing a tree the other day. Hey, make a photo, make a photo. Right. Oh, Carlos, come down. And he's having a unique experience because he's very English second language. So he's fighting to communicate with us. We're fighting to understand him, but he's having an excellent time. And he is, you know, like sometimes things don't translate when English isn't your first language. Incredibly funny. I, I, I'm afraid of how funny he must be in his own language. But I'm not sure because you know how people's personalities change when they speak a second, people's personalities Maybe. change. I don't know. I'm not saying he's not funny, but I do know that people, like, I have a different personality when I speak German. I don't speak any other languages. This is all you're getting. But I'm not saying he's not funny. I just, I really like the English speaking Carlos. And when he's speaking There's Spanish in his videos, he's right. like a machine gun of syllables. There's an, there's an element to what we find humorous in that the, the, the conclusions he comes to as to how to say common words. Yeah. So we find that funny, but he also is in on the joke. Really, he, like when he jumps off the pier, he's like, I'm going to yump. <laughs> I'm going to yump. He's got this like Ricky Ricardo thing going on. <laughs> but he also, he, he must know that he's loved. Oh, But he's, he, he keeps saying, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be invited next year. I'm like, dude, firstly, I don't want to go to an event that he's not in subs. Firstly, without any consideration of his personality, he could, he could have come here. I mean, a complete, if these events were by the numbers, it would be like, he's yeah, always locked he, in. Let's face it. And Henning has said this. He's one of the reasons we were able to do this. A big reason. Really? Cause yeah. we were able to clear that because of his numbers. Yeah. But then you, so that's, that's already, he could have been a complete doo-doo head and he would have still been 
part of the reason we were here. Right. He is the most humble, funniest dude. Helpful. Yeah. Affectionate. Yeah. And creative. Creative. He can go a little far sometimes. Well, he's got, he's got big kid energy. Yeah. He's got golden retriever energy, you know? Yeah, he can go a little far, and I am worried for his safety at some points. But what a guy. There's a massive hornety kind of thing up yeah. in there. The bugs around here are something else. Mm. It's, it's like a forbidden world sort of like lost island sort of thing. Like there was a praying mantis the other day. I swear it was that long. You saw that grasshopper, yeah. brightest green bug I've ever seen in my life. It landed on Tom, was it? Or yeah, something yeah. like that. The beetles are like that big. The wildlife here is wild. So ne ne next fellow YouTuber, um, and then we'll find out which one we care the least about because it'll be last on the list. We kind of touched on Jake and his snoring. Are we happy with that? Or let's talk about how great a guitar player he is. Jake is incredible at guitar playing. Jake is like... We all have no doubt that as long as he keeps up the grind, like he's going to make it. He's going to be a great channel. I saw his videos and then I, he's starting I looked off, at his numbers and I'm like, what the heck? He's starting off with a level of professionalism that I'm still not at with, his, with how he's putting videos together and stuff. I know it's kind know? of a cliche and we've done it already to say, go and check out this channel and subscribe to them. But you should check out Jake Lee Guitar because it is great content. And he hasn't even come into his own yet on his channel. He hasn't figured it out yet. No. And he, he came here trying to earn it. Yeah. Like, we, we had to pull him aside because we were all gathered around the fire one night. And Henning realized he wasn't around, so we went to go find him. Henning found him in his bungalow, in his room, editing. And we, he pulled him out of there, pulled him out by the fire, and we were like, dude... Be part of the group, socialize with us. You're this might never happen again. Like you're gonna make memories here. You're already here. You don't have to earn it. Like he's doing the thing that I do when I go to events, where I where I grind out 30, 40 videos. And he's trying to make as much as he can, which is smart. At his at the stage of his channel is smart, and he should be doing that. But don't sit here and edit. Like yeah, set up your rig and and film six videos a day. But don't don't edit when we're you know like make memories here. The 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 human connections. This is if I may get on my soapbox for a moment. Most of the big opportunities that will come to you in life will because you know somebody. Qualifications, educations are all important. But if you know somebody that will help you and is willing to help, the social aspect, the social aspect, mm -hmm. you will suddenly jump through something that, that could take you years to achieve otherwise. Right. And just just being able to say, hey, Ryan, can you help me do this for a second? Or what was that thing you used in that video? Or do you have an email for this person? Or how do you achieve that? What camera do you use? Or, or even the psychological side of it, like telling each other, reminding each other not to hit burnout oh, don't take it too seriously and to take it. care of yourselves yeah. and and things like that like no one would like it i got it to i i was grinding for years like three or four years i was at twenty thousand subs when i got invited to the first event that i went to and the psychological relief i got from that was massive of being able to be around fellow creators and talk shop and talk about the realities of the job that we do that's very isolated the rest of the time 
is huge. Like it's a huge resource just to know that there's other people doing what you're doing and we're all kind of like in the same boat. And having yeah. similar issues as well. And being right. able to kind of bitch and moan occasionally. <laughs> sure, sure. And like, you know, from the audience's perspective, this is a posh job where we get to, you know, mess around with amazing gear that most people, they have to drive to a guitar center and hope that it's in stock if they want to check it out or they have to buy it and hope that it's good sort of thing. Like that element of this job is incredible. Mm. But, but we didn't just fall into it. The self-employed part of it yeah. is no joke. And it's not something like this is not a genre where like people make it overnight, you know, and become, you know, wealthy influencers. I, I would say the main reason I'm here and I saw channels that were bigger than mine, more experienced than mine, and I overtook them or they just stopped is because I just kept going. Yeah. No, you, you, there is a bit of privilege in being able to keep investing time. Mm. I was able to build this channel because uh, I had uh, a passive income from previous graphic design work that gave me a buffer of a couple years. Uh, but there were still scary parts financially and psychologically in between. But it is a, it is a huge privilege to be able to have that buffer in life where you can have the time to do the grind that it takes to get this because no one it's very very rare to have a guitar youtube channel become something sustainable quickly even in the first year like it's, yeah. it's a business it takes five years until it's profitable sort yeah. of thing and andy's still and you're still like on I'm, the edge of that i'm on the edge yeah it, it's and you've got 60 something thousand subs yeah. and you're on the edge of it making sense yeah and I, and I really, I know we all do, but I really relate to Jake grinding and having that right. fear. The hunger. The hunger, the fear, the, the worry that he's, or one is investing so much time, effort, and actual money, and trust of yeah. your friends and, and family that this is a good idea. Huge shout out to Henning, because he's the mastermind of all these sorts of events. You know, even the, the Guitar House event that I did, like he's he's the grandfather of other people doing events hmm. like that's the reality of it mm -hmm. he showed us that it could be done sort of thing huge props huge respect to henning that he bakes in to these events like big channels small channels everyone in between like it could have been if, if a brand organized this they would be like let's get top talent yeah there and are... it's not that the, the value that we get getting to sit around with someone like Jake to remind us of where we came from and to, and to give us perspective and keep us in perspective is incredibly valuable to me. You know? If you look at the, we can call them channels or just people that are here, it's- The human beings that are here. Human beings that are here. It's quite literally, who would I be okay with being stranded on an island with if all things went wrong? Like, because, you know, Dude. psychologically, if we if we did fall out, if there were issues, if there was no power or there was one power and you can only charge one camera per day. If shit hit or, the fan, I'd be very happy to be with this group. Yeah, there's trust here. There's love. There's respect. Right. There's nobody trying to further themselves by kicking someone else in the face. Yeah, no one is standing on someone else's back. No. You know, it's, it is honestly incredible. And yeah, Henning, without Henning... Without Henning, I definitely wouldn't be sat here right now. And I don't just mean on this island. I mean, I don't think I would have kept. He got me in the industry. Yeah, because that that rejuvenation of getting to do these events, honestly, probably has sustained me through yeah. 
doing this work. Because yeah, the, the events are, are not just financial it's not about moves. The They're... aftermath of having a community. Yeah. It's about taking a little break. And even, even the events where we slog and we work and we yeah. grind, it's still not sitting in a garage or a basement um, not talking to anybody. We're just like jerking ourselves off on this whole video. We're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you no, should... let's change this let's talk about other because we were just sitting here like talking about how hard it is to do this job while we sit on a private tropical island i love the absurdity of that it's completely so absurd. we've done carlos we've done jake let's do colin colin is amazing Colin scott cs guitars incredibly intelligent incredibly funny oh yeah. incredibly like thoughtful yeah he's he's been part of the these whole conversations of like what's life for the staff and what's life for people around here and stuff like that what what where's you know checking our guilt levels and stuff like that and trying to like figure out as a guy carrying i don't know 20 liters of water there on his yeah yeah We'll, we'll go back to the water situation another thing that makes me feel guilty every day um colin is amazing He's been at every event that I've gone to, I think. Oh, there was one uh, at 42 Gear Street where he didn't make it because it's COVID year. Yeah. Um, what do you even say about Colin? I, I, he's a, I think he's, he's had a little tough time of it sometimes because he, he, he scripts his videos, and this, this is very different arena for him. And he had, he had a lot of anxiety about the travel side of it. And so quite rightly was, so. He was probably less naive than we were. Right, right. Um, but I know he's had a great time, and, and I know he has come out of this, as all of us, better, and at least rested. He has a persona of uh, Island Colin that is just fantastic. Island Colin doesn't give an F. Island Colin not only lives in the moment, he lives in every moment. He's there with you right now. Island Colin is inside of all of us. You should uh, aspire to be even just friends with Iron Colin, just to be near him. <laughs> to know, uh, to even be aware of, of his existence. His existence. <laughs> <laughs> well, this could turn into a cult if we stayed here long enough. Oh, it definitely would be. There's a culty aspect to it. And I th well, that was a joke that we did on Glenn. <laughs> Father Glenn. G Father Glenn. Glenn got here a week late, which somehow we were all okay with. Not like, oh, glad he's not here. Like, oh, we could have, we, we could have like thrown a fit and be like, if he can't be here for the full thing, then we should get another channel. It's like, oh, he can't be here. He'll be here a week late. And then he's going to do other travel after. So it's like, we all just, oh, we get it, you know. Uh, but he got here a week late and we all organized into this like pseudo cult that had been awaiting his arrival, like greeting him at the dock. I wish we had like lays and like flowers to adorn him with. We were hanging on his every word and like mumbling it and repeating it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. No, it is. I, I can't. Sure. Remember. Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down. <laughs> and, and bless Glenn, it took him a few days <clears throat> to acclimate to the weirdness that had already, you know. He been... already knows we're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. But coming into any group of established um, society and, and, and ways of doing things, right, he didn't right. even know what breakfast, you know, we knew the routine. We knew there's the coffee and, and he, he had just to acclimate because we had all acclimated to each other on the trip in here because we all traveled together once we got to Cebu. He had to acclimate to the social dynamic that had formed. 
and he he just rolled with it. There's a lot of teasing that goes on, along here, a lot of ball busting, and he rolls with the punches. I don't think Glenn's ever had a hurt feeling in his life. Like, he's amazing. Like I, I before I met Glenn, before I went to the first event, I probably rightly assumed like here's someone I'm not going to get along with. Absolutely. His persona on his channel is very specific. And he is that in real life. But when you have interactions with him, he's also incredibly kind, incredibly helpful, incredibly understanding. Like me, He's a teddy bear, right? He's a teddy he's bear. He's a teddy bear nerd. Glenn is a hard-boiled atheist. I'm a person of faith. I'm a Christian who plays in church. And we have, you know, very level-headed, fair thoughtful conversations with each other yeah. about religion and politics. And there's there's a, there's ball busting in there. There's but it, it is not one-sided. No one well, I can't speak for you, but no one seems to be offended or takes it to bed and wakes up the next day with I, an issue. I called him out on something that he said that where yeah. uh, it doesn't need to be brought up. I called him out on uh, on something he said in the moment and in the moment immediately he he was like, "Okay, all right, you have a point." And then he went and thought about it. He came to breakfast the next night, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought a lot about what you said, and you know, I, I, you know, you have good points, and blah blah blah." And it's like, it's not what people would expect out of Glenn. Incredibly intelligent, inc incredibly thoughtful, inc incredibly kind, more soft-spoken than you would expect. Mm -hmm. mm. More, uh, but sto he's still, more stories than you could fit in a book. More stories than like, and you you can feel them coming. Like Andy and I will start like exchange glances. Like here comes a Glenn story, you know, because everything leads to a Glenn story. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> there might be one at the end of this video <laughs> slash podcast. I hope that happens. <laughs> it just comes in. Oh, that reminds me of a story. <laughs> I can do kind of an all right Glenn voice. I, I, I get nowhere near, but you are right on the edge of, of getting there. I did it. I it slipped out of me and I did it right in front of him on a boat ride. And he like buckled over and everyone else buckled over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in Ontario is... <laughs> But at the same time, he is also the person on his channel. Yes. That is him. He's not playing a persona. He's not playing a character. But he's, is, there's a portion of him that he puts on his channel that is very entertaining to his audience and engaging with his audience and fulfills. And he knows how to use it. And he knows he's very he smart with it. He is a professional. Glenn is a professional. Yeah, absolutely. And it, like, when we're at NAMM and things and I see people coming up to him and going, F you, Glenn, F you. I'm like, I, I get that, but I wish you'd Isn't that like give an, him a moment. Isn't that an to... endearing thing? Like, it, it, no, it is. It absolutely is. Part of his fandom. It know? is, but I think they're missing out on something even more rewarding by just going up to him Actually and saying, knowing Glenn. I yeah. yeah, exactly. I really enjoy what you do. Or maybe start with the, with the profanities and the abuse, friendly abuse. But then... If you want to make Glenn's day... I know exactly what kind of interactions he did this warm his heart. Tell him something that he said affected you. Tell him something that you said uh, helped guide you in any way. Yeah. Whether you agreed with it or not, but it helped you. Helped you come to a conclusion. Like he will, he, he will tell that story every chance he gets that he had an interaction with you. Who went to next? We've done, I don't know who to get, we've done, we haven't done, we've done Carlos, we've done Jake, we've done Glenn. 
We've, we've touched on Henning. Touched on Henning. We haven't talked about each other. Maybe I should leave. Part I of feel the... bad because now I'm. Are we missing someone? Well, there's of course Perfecto. Oh, which Perfecto. We, which we did talk about, and Perfecto and I were like immediate friends at uh, Forty Two Gear Street. Like I think we flew in on the same flight or something like that, or like immediately we we were just like, oh, we already know each other, like immediately. Like a another man with a heart of gold, and fingers of fury. Dude, when he's playing, we'll we'll all be up in the restaurant or wherever, hanging around the island, and he'll he'll crank up an amp and just start jamming because he's recording himself playing a song or whatever, and we all just sit and look at each other. What the actual fuck? We don't deserve. Like we're supposed to be guitar channels, right? Right. There's very few pure talents in yeah. guitar channeldom. We're we're all fighting and we're all grinding. Guitar channeldom, I like that. Perfecto is a pure talent, and you know he pra because he, he practices. Practice makes perfecto. But he has real world experience. He's a guitarist that started a YouTube channel, and it was a was. He's a legitimate rock star yeah. in the Philippines. Yeah, people stop him. I mean, people stopped us, you know. Not us. Andy and Henning got stopped in the mall Twice. in Cebu. Andy got invited on a stage at a local can, can we tell, at a local let's, let's tell that story because it'll get out somewhere else, but it should be included in this. This was the night before you arrived, correct? Yeah. So we went in, into Cebu and Rio, which is Perfecto's friend and I think band member, sometime mm -hmm. band member, uh, great guy, and we could not have done this without him either. He was so helpful and so welcoming, and, and he knew stuff. Like, we're going to go to this bar, and we'll have a couple of beers. We couldn't have done any of this trip without Perfecto. No, and, well, and we, his can get friends, on, we can get on with that. Like, it's none of it. Not as, as much as Henning, as effort as Henning put in, and not to take this away from him, equally Perfecto could made not this possible. Have, could not have done this without Perfecto. Absolutely not. So Rio takes us to this bar. It's called the Cabana, which, if you speak Spanish, means something else to you. I won't mention it because this is almost a family podcast. Okay. I'll tell you later. And it was like, oh, this would be so cool if there was a band playing some live music. It would really make this night the night. And then I'm like, that's a Vox Cab over there, like in the distance. And there's, that's a drum, that's a plexiglass. There's a stage. Right. And then as we're drinking a couple of beers, a band turn up and start playing. So we've all, we all got these little cameras. We're like, okay, let's creep down. And, and there was Henning, me, Colin Scott, and, um, and Carlos stood there all filming. And Henning said to me, wouldn't it be really funny if, if these guys like, knew who we were and they like, watch our channels and then you're playing a gig and you suddenly look up and four of your channels that you subscribe to are stood in front of you recording you. And then that happened. And the guitar player went, I know you, Andy, Henning, Colin. And he didn't know Carlos, to be fair, because he's For a sure. Spanish-speaking yeah. channel. But he, he started, like, like t not freaking out, but, like, totally got what was going on. And then he said he was playing this Telecaster through a Boss Katana. And he said, I bought this rig because of you, Andy. It's your fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why do I suck? <laughs> but but, but didn't he, like, do a mod on his yeah. telly that you... Yeah, the, the control plate was reversed. Right which is how I have it on my telly. And, and he'd watched my videos and, and we're in a bar in a place called Cebu in the Philippines, which honestly, I didn't even know where it was right. geographically. We only found out about the, this place because we were, we were traveling to 
a tropical private island resort. Yeah. Like, oh, we have to stop off in some city we've never heard of. So I'm, I'm like, oh, there's a katana because I find that interesting. I thought it would be interesting for my channel to show there's a katana being right, used right. live in the Philippines. Next thing you know, this guy's telling me he bought it because of me, and suddenly it blew. Like I, I said to Perfecto, it blew your mind. But the counterpoint is like, imagine his mind. Like he watches you some some channel from some other country, and all the other channels, in other countries, speaking other languages, playing playing all this gear, and then you all show up to his gig. And had a great time. And had a great time. And, and they interacted were great. You got, they got invited up on stage and stuff like that. Like imagine imagine that happening. That could that same something with a similar weight could happen to us. Imagine imagine like. You're you're playing a gig, or or whatever. You're, imagine you're in like a local theater troupe, and the the cast of uh, the Fast and the Furious show up, <laughs> and their family, and their family. It's all family. Like there's uh, what 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 like, and you 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 watch their movies all the time or whatever, and they're there applauding you. Like what kind of bizarre dream? Is that, and I'm not trying to say that we're anything, because we're not. We're not Vin Diesel. We're it's a, in, extremely small, tight niche yeah. of content on the internet that we produce. And the odds, I'm always shocked when I run into someone who's who's familiar with the channel. It's like the odds of running into people, my channel's got uh, just over 100,000 subscribers. There's 70,000 people that live in my town. You think about that in terms right. of like the population of the planet. Right, yeah. You came around the globe to another country walked into a random bar and there was not only a viewer of your channel but three other channels there or two other channels what are the odds the odds make no sense the odds that we ever run into anyone makes no sense yeah and then to put that back to perfecto he is an actual rock god here and people stop right. him all the, the like he might here, as well, no, he's but... like in filipino aerosmith yeah if you combined aerosmith and like the backstreet boys that's what that's what perfect that's the band perfecto was in yeah and it's good music we were listening to it at right. the band. Like, what is this it was his band it's good music and he's he's a beast of a player a beast it can only be outshined by how lovely a human being he is we don't deserve him we don't deserve perfecto who are we doing next I feel bad because I feel like we're missing something. I feel like we should. I just, feel so guilty right now. There's you, there's me, there's Henning, there's Perfecto, there's Colin, there's Carlos, there's Glenn, Glenn, Jake, Jake, Tito, Tito, Tom. We did, we, did, Tom. we did, we did them all. Thank God. I was ready to feel so yeah. bad. Like who have we been spending two, three weeks with? There's one person missing. It feels like there's. 30 people yeah. here, even though there's 10 of us. It's all this narcissism and ego. The, the personalities are so big, you know? Have we, have we, we didn't actually cover the, brand, the, the, the gear, which is fine, because that's what the videos are for. Yeah, go, go watch the videos for that, but. It's all good, it's all great, it's all great gear. It's stuff that we were already familiar with, which made it kind of relaxed, because it was like, oh, here's, here's this, I've covered this. You know, oh, here's an amp, I'll check this out. Oh yeah, that's fun. You know, here's the pod go. I've, I've, you've all spent a ton of times with, you know, uh, Line Six uh, products and and know their their workings and stuff like that. There was no big surprises here. There's no big reveals. 
but it was it just facilitated making good content. Hmm. We and found I'm... out we found out that water does destroy guitars. Ocean we, water specifically. So much unbelievably silly fun has been had on this trip. Just boys being stupid. Just fun for fun's sake. 40-year-old guys having clean fun. Good clean fun. Good clean fun, but... There's people out there who probably th think that when the cameras are off, like, we do nefarious, dirty things. No, it's... We, so swear, we swear a little bit more. We swear a little bit more. A little bit more. It's been extremely wholesome here which is incredible you've taken on the british way of speaking and i've taken on a, a more american way of speaking and i've seen this way of speaking spread and I, you explain it far better than i do but i, I don't There's i don't a, notice i don't notice i don't notice that's the american way like there's a little there's an up asking in the and I always pick this up when I go to an event. I'm always start picking up everyone's way of talking because there's so many Europeans here. Perfecto and I are technically the only Americans. I haven't talked to Perfecto. Like, do you consider yourself American or Filipino? I'm sure it's both. You I know. asked him, is there anything? Any I see food? him as an American that is a Filipino. Yeah, I, I asked him, is there any food here that reminds you of home? He said, what, well, LA? <laughs> And I said, no. I, I grew up and still live in a, in a neighborhood that has a wonderful and large Filipino population. So this trip has been a bit of a dream for me to go to where my neighbors came from and to see firsthand where they came from and to be with Perfecto where, like, I see him as an American because he has, uh, he's, you know, he's a full-blown American personality, but I'm also very familiar with like the Filipino personalities and he has that as well. Like he is like the in-between for me. Uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I've been having a great time and exploring the foods that I, like I've only had like Filipino party foods when I go to potlucks and stuff like that and house parties to see the foods that are more like everyday foods. And then, you know, we're getting nice foods here. But it's like dishes, back on the food, dishes finally. that dishes that I haven't ever had before, and things like that. It's been remarkable for me. But what were before I got on food? What were we were talking about? I'm sorry. It's so easy to ramble here because we have time. We just yeah, we have no pressure apart from that little red light up there, which seems to be still rolling. Are these still rolling? Yeah, these are still They're on. Still I'm, I'm glancing at yours occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we did you, did. you talked about the gear, about how we were familiar with it. I was talking about how we were having silly, boyish, good, clean right, fun. Right, right. We did several skits, which the payoff is not going to be... No one's going to watch them. ...the work that went into it. Henning's brought so... these unbelievable cameras that are thousands and thousands of euros and dollars to, to buy. And probably one camera of his costs more than my entire rig that I have at home. And that's not to say that mine is worse. It's all, it's all content. But Henning... No, there's cinema quality cameras. Like you would absolutely make, yeah. you could shoot Marvel movies with like, them and stuff. We did a, a, a video of uh, Strata Castaway. Strata Castaway. Where Ryan, I don't want to give away the plot too much, but Ryan's in it. What? Dude, just tell them, tell them, then they'll watch it. Maybe some people will actually watch it when we re release it. You know? Ryan washes up on the shore of a beautiful island beach, and the only thing that has survived, the thing that got you there, is an ST-type guitar from Harley Benton. However... If you're not sitting down, sit down. Put down your right. drink or anything. Here's a shocker. He's got the guitar. 
the G string is out of intonation. So he must go on a journey to find things that could possibly help him put the intonation where uh, it should be. And long story short, there's a whole this, this video where I'm traveling all over the island and I'm, try, I'm trying to adjust the intonation with seashells and sticks and random things that Coconut. I find. Coconuts. Uh, uh, there's little bits and gags throughout and the end of it is Andy sitting on, uh, on a lounger with a with a sex on the beach cocktail like why don't you just try this product that Sweetwater sent you know <laughs> so that's the whole bit you know it's a little commercial for uh, music nomad stuff sold by Sweetwater but the cinema quality of it and like I had a whole I had a whole moment in that whole thing like I threw my whole ass back into acting the shit out of you this thing. Are, he is phenomenal. And I was this. doing it as a joke on myself. Like I'm just I went full like 1950s Kirk Douglas, like full Spartacus, full like yeah. uh Charleston Heston in 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 uh Planet of the, the Apes. Apes. Like I I went over the top and we were just doing takes after takes after takes because Henning's got to get the drone shot, then the GoPro shots, then the cinema shots, then we've got to do sound design. Like we did a whole thing. It's and a real I'm movie. Doing the doing the performances over and over and over again for this dumb gag that no one's gonna watch. In the blazing sun, I might add. In the blazing sun, it took me like 30 minutes to wash all the sand out of my taint. <laughs> like I was in the shower, like just like <laughs> <laughs> But I felt like it was a really wild experience for me to put that much effort in. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to wreck myself doing this. And then to come back to the restaurant the night and they're, they're running through the footage. And it's like you like the group and the staff and the owners and everything like that. You essentially like lifted me on up on your shoulders and paraded me around. Like everyone was buying me drinks. It's like, holy hell, did I actually do something? <laughs> I, I was there. I was doing the audio boom thing. Right. And I, and I know you, and I, there was no, there was no difference between you and a professional actor. You were that character. You were not. I've never done anything like you that You were before. not the guy that wakes up middle of the night thinking there's a big bird trying to eat him. <laughs> or the guy that sits next to me and sings Presidents of the USA songs with me right. with a few beers. You were. Or concocts Glen Day. Or concocts Glen Day. <laughs> But you were that guy that got washed up on a beach and found an SD. Am I an actor? Do I, I should, I'm, am I going to be on IMDb now? I don't know if the, it's, it's definitely a commercial. It's definitely worth watching 100% just for this guy. It's mostly entertainment value with a commercial at the end. Yeah. Because but, that's but the commercial is okay because you've, you should have been entertained by that point. Everything we do is a commercial anyways. Yeah. Like yeah. We, it's a very in, unique balance of uh, providing actual information to our audience and helping brands connect to our audience, yeah. you know. But this was a full-blown commercial. Yes. This is an actual commercial, you know. But it's one of those commercials where you just, I, I think, and I was in it. We should really just, just start an advertising agency we go through what we have so so many creative ideas that we're too lazy to actually implement. Right. I have a whole list that I didn't do. Yeah, I had easy ideas that I just was like, I'm just gonna chill. I'm just gonna chill. And uh, but yeah, the Stratocaster way. It it will be a piece of art. It will be the, possibly the greatest guitar-based content you've ever seen in your lives. 
And, Ryan, and no one's going to watch Ryan it. Ryan knocks it out of the park, and I get to deliver the punchline. You're, you're on screen a couple times. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boom mic. <laughs> I was just about to say, Henning said that we weren't allowed to make content today, and if he saw us making content, he was going to slap the camera out of our hands, and he's just appeared behind us. I don't know if he's in the shot. Maybe he's in the shot. <laughs> Slap that camera. <laughs> Slap and subscribe. <laughs> Good, he's gone. Good. Now we can, we can get say back to it. bad things about him again. Yeah, I, I, I'm in it because I'm the boom operator. And you, you, I want to say randomly, but in character, you throw the guitar way out of frame and the camera follows you, which reveals me... <laughs> Holding I, the hope mic. They, I hope Henning keeps this shot. It's he's he's, he's going to do a director's cut, and that that is so funny because it just takes you out of the you're in this world like you should be with a movie, and you are doing such a wonderful job, and then you see me just stood there. It just instantly <laughs> the contrast. It's so funny that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the poor drones. Mm. We brought three drones to the island. Day one or day two? I think it was day three or four. Oh. Uh, uh, Tom ditched his. Tom Tom got his in the mangrove swamp. And then day five, six, seven, something like that, Henning backed his into a boulder in the, in so the he's ocean. He's saying seven. He's behind the day camera. Day seven. Henning is just climbing the stairs to the place where you get a massage. Oh, which yeah. We have until well, there's massages here that cost $30 an hour. Oh, my gosh. And don't don't make jokes. I know what jokes you people are gonna make. It's not like that. They're like, it's very professional. It is relaxing, and uh, like tearing muscle from the bone massages. Yeah. Like I couldn't walk right for a couple days. She, she lean. You can see her leaning at like a forty-five degree angle to put extra weight on. And she's so she's so funny and cute because she's just like tearing the hamstrings off your legs just tearing muscle from bone, like pulling your tendons and stretching them like, like that. And then when she's done, like, oh, done. There she is. There she is. Hi, Lona. Henning's about to get a massage. And, and then she's done, oh, done. Thank you. I'm like, I, we can't make eye contact anymore. You just like reassembled my body. I'm not someone who pampers himself. Right. When I get a massage, it's because I've convinced my wife to do it and right before bed, and she's, she's like, okay, all right, I'll help you rub out the thing in your shoulder sort of thing. Like, I don't, like, one time I went to, we went to go get a couple's massage. A lot of leg. Sorry. Yep. And it was not enjoyable for me because, like, you think couple's massage, you're going to be laying on tables next to each other and stuff like that. They put us in separate rooms, and then the, the guy I got that massaged me looked like an old college professor of mine. So I'm not someone who like tries to revisit that, but I've I've been fully leaning into the amenities of this place. I'm now worried that we've forgotten to book a massage today and we're not going to get Oh, one. I did it last night. Damn. I have a whole plan. Damn you. I have a whole plan. Today's our, our pack up and then relax day. We're not technically supposed to film anything, but this is like, what is this? Uh, we're, we're This is just us talking, which is what we do all day anyways. Get my massage at five o'clock. Gonna go from that, easing right into drinks, easing right into dinner, oh. back into more drinks. 
Maybe a game of Uno? Maybe a game of Stand Up Intense Uno? If you've never played Uno, standing up, do it. It makes the whole game far it gets more intense. very aggressive. And then what you need to do is, is invent a rule that, that is so believable that, it, you know, I play this rule at home. I'm, I'm not sure. M like you invent a rule middle of game that we definitely have not been following. Yeah. Like you can stack the same number and then suddenly you can and you can go consecutive numbers, but then you can also stack and go consecutive up and the down. The one that broke, the one that almost broke the game last night. <laughs> Andy dropped a plus two on Tom. Tom grabs two, and then Andy's like, "Well, you actually have to take a third too because you didn't have anything that that you could put down. So now you have to pull again." Tom had a meltdown, threw his cards at the table, and said, "I'm not playing anymore." <laughs> Big bug landed on me. He's like, I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. Next turn comes around. He's like, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> and on that turn that he got back in, you did it to him again. <laughs> Here's another plus two. <laughs> and then just to rub salt in the wounds, it got to perfecto, and I didn't do it. But that's right, okay? They plus drop, two. They, they go, it's you pick like, up two cards, and then if you can't go, you have to pick up another card. We should just film us playing Uno and publish it as a whole last video. Um, There'd be a lot of swearing and fighting in that. The, the, we were playing six people at a time. Four people in a, in a row dropped a plus five on me. Like, twice in the same game. No, you got 15 the one time, second time you right, got 20. It went, I got 15 cards, and then I got 20 cards. I was, it was so delicious. Oh, I'm I don't still, think I, still savoring I the taste. I have not once, in all the games of Uno we've played, I have not once gotten a plus five. This is Uno Flip. And there's another rule where we, we could add this to the, the game, find some way of implementing it. In Uno Extreme, there's a card that we have to give your hand to the person to your left. And we could do like a timer situation, like every five minutes, just to add more chaos to the mix. I'm betting you right now it's almost lunchtime. I'll take that bet, and I'll raise you nothing. We're an hour away. Oh! My, my, my clock just started ticking. Your clock just started getting almost hungry. You know what'll hold me over? What? Fruity drink? Pineapple smoothie. Yeah. We they make these peanuts here. With garlic, isn't it? Or it's, they, they, what is that extra? They, they pan roast peanuts with oil and sliced garlic until the garlic is crispy. It's garlic, is it? That it's garlic. No, it's I knew... chips of garlic. They sliced of garlic. Like they, that's what you throw into ramen and stuff is chips. Like uh, uh, is fried garlic. They throw it in with the peanuts, and it's like, do you guys have the peanuts? I'm like, I'm having peanuts and beer right now. Peanuts and beer, garlic, fried peanuts, and a cold beer while you sit and look out on a tropical view, while you're hanging out with people that you love hanging out with disappearing into a time void that feels like a simulation. That's been my day to day. How am I ever gonna live again? How am I gonna go back to real life? Like I miss my family. I miss my wife oh. and my children so dearly. And I confided in the boys the other night around the fire. I haven't had a boner in two weeks. You're welcome. Cause I can't, I can't. There's two, these people around me, I can't. There's not physically possible. I know for certain. I am not a homosexual now.
Like it was what, never like up in the what air. What if it's broken? What if what if we've broken You've it? You've broken it. Emotionally, not physically, but what if we've And I mean that with every bit of love and respect for the queer community. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I know without a doubt now, because if I was gay, it would come out on this trip. If there I mean, was any fra if there was any fragment of bisexuality within me, it would have been on this trip. Being around all these wonderful, handsome, supple, sensual men. <laughs> I just, I'm very, very... In various states of undress as we come in Very and conscious of, of how much leg you're getting in this video. You're there's getting a, a lot of legs. I don't normally show my legs on video, which Martin yesterday said, they're not legs, they're trees, which I, I'm kind of oddly proud of. Martin's so chill. Yeah. And, and Flora's just like this high energy, get stuff done, like wants to party. She is, she is something else, right? The, the, the fun dynamic of them just hanging with us every night. Like we have our dinner, we have like, like a long table, we all sit at, and then we all sit around and like have drinks and hang out. And they just quip with us and BS with us. And like, you know, they, you know, they join in and taking stabs at Henny and Glenn and everyone else. And uh, he, I walked in the other night and Martin is like, this guy's always laughing. He's got this Swedish accent uh, by way of living in... Is he Swedish? Swiss. Swiss. I'm sorry. I always confuse the two. I'm sorry, S European countries. Um, he, he's got this accent. He's like, this guy is always laughing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think everything's funny. It's like tears of a clown. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, this guy has me figured oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> through me <laughs> there it is <laughs> i feel we should wind this down yeah we have I, may, long I know it's your show but yeah. i have an idea how we could how we could make some predictions for the rest of this trip that will happen once this video ends well we're gonna go have lunch that's a fairly sure prediction fruity drinks yeah we're gonna after lunch Henning will probably be like, everyone's going to help me pack all my random instrument, all my random camera gear and cables and batteries that you know, don't know where they go in my cases, but everyone has to help. Well, he's already done most of it. Has he? God bless him. He just him. told me that the blue case that I have to carry is full of, and then told me what it was full of. Then we'll all just, we'll, you know, we'll hang out, pack up most of our gear, maybe a splishy splashy. Splishy and the splishy. We've been splash. going out to that pier, jumping off, jumping off the the diving I learned board. how to backflip, dude. Ba I might, badly. I might, go, I might go get some more uh, snorkel footage. Okay. Just because you know the hour and a half I already have might not be enough. <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, so we're gonna splishy splashy. But what about after the island? Because you're leaving. Well, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we get. Uh, I think 10 at 10 a.m. We're getting on the boat. Boat. Oh, we have to pay our tabs. Maybe we should pay the tabs tonight. Uh, yeah. We're going to find out how yeah, much we Angie spend. Yeah, but Angie stops on... at 10. And then are we really going to stop at 10? We should pay out of pocket tomorrow. Yeah. We should just be like, here's money for whatever we need tomorrow. I don't, I can't see myself. Maybe I'll get a fruity drink. But I don't want, the, once I start to travel, when I know travel's no. coming, I don't want to, I don't want to max out my no bladder. No fruity drinks tomorrow. Tomorrow is breakfast. The, the, the fun... That part of the fun ends for me when I go to sleep tonight. Really? I'm still going to be, I'm going to be all packed up, ready to go tonight when I go to bed. So I'll be ready to just grab and go. But I'll still like, I'm going to walk around and do the thing I do at an end of, 
of a vacation and walking around like, yeah, this really was a good vacation. Like, like look at things, walk around, self-reflect, you know, and then we'll get on a boat. It'll be a bouncy boat across the sea back to Palawan, get in a van, drive for five hours. Nope. We're not going, we're doing, we're going to Manila. Oh, so you're going to drive to a different airport? No, we're, we're all going to the same place, but you're not driving, to, are you going from Cebu? But listen, we're going to the dock over there. Yeah. Then we're going to drive for five hours down the coast to Puerto Princesa. Right. Where you guys are going to do an event where you give away all the gear that we had here. But when, when you're going to do it that night, my flight is before the event. Oh, I have something for you. We can, I'll reveal it in this video. Because um, they're going to go to a party that me, Tom, and Jake can't attend because of flight complications. We have to fly to Cebu to catch our flights the following day. Right. Hold on. Lauren, Lauren's made something because I can't be at the party. Lauren, your and wife, yeah. has made something. Is it for me or is it for the people at the party? Or I, I, I'm entrusting you with it. Oh, it's not for me then, is it? I've got to give it to somebody I am else. trusting you with it, and it's to remain a surprise for everyone else for the party so I can be there. <laughs> Cardboard Ryan. Cardboard. Cardboard Ryan. I like Cardboard Ryan. <laughs> Cardboard Ryan has a slightly smaller head than He's you. He's slightly more dimensional than I am. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to his personality. <laughs> and what do I do? Do I just, do I like two-head it? Or? Prop it up somewhere, tape it to a guitar. Tape it to a guitar. I don't I'll, know. I'll do stuff. Pass it, it around photo opportunities so people will be like, you know. Oh, how sweet is like, that? Hey, Ryan's giving away this pedal board, you know. Oh, that's nice. There to be in my honor. There's a long tradition of cardboard avatars in yeah, the, in the I, guitar I, YouTube community. It's very ad adventure time, right? Is that the style of... Oh, yeah. Lauren is an amazing artist and can do all sorts of styles. It's just like the, the minimalism yeah. with which but it's, she it's can capture, you. capture the soul of someone is incredible. Well, next time she has a spare piece of cardboard and a marker in two minutes of her life. <laughs> See if she can do that with the pen. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing. There, there's Andy. Oh, almost gave a bit of boo. All right, so let's wrap this up. Those of you that I made gotta put it, cardboard rhyme between my legs. <laughs> those of you who made it to the end, slow clap. Huge thanks for uh, you. Must actually be fans of not only this channel but guitar channels in general because there's very little of interest to most guitar audiences in this video. But we do like I do need to publish an episode on every Monday, and Steve and I are not able to record this week, so. This is what had to happen. You got budget, Steve. And also, we got this out of our system, so now we're not going to. No, we don't have to talk to each other anymore. We don't have to tell the stories over and over and over again on our own channels. You know, you might do a recap for your own channel. We could double publish. You want to double publish? Double bubble. Double bubble. Yeah. Let's double bubble. Let's double bubble. Yeah. I mean, it's your camera and your card and your mics, so you'll it's already your, have the files. It's your cardboard face, so your wife, mate. Yeah. Down in your crotch for some reason. Well, where, when else, I, when where I, else would you put him? When I edit this and see that shot, I'm definitely not going to be traumatized for the rest of my life. Uh, so anyways, thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, dislike, leave yeah. us 
Please Rude. dislike. And now he comes. Come say hi, Tom. That's Tom from Elevator Tom. Jam Tracks. Scr how are you? I want everyone to meet Tom, because you don't meet Tom in his videos. Should I hide this? Yes, go, should, go tuck that away. Oh, That's a secret, a private secret that I've entrusted to Andy and Andy alone for the time being. Like we were, Tom, we were just saying that it's a horrific shame that you make videos that provide such a valuable service to so many people, but no one actually through your channel gets to know your beautiful and amazing personality it and see your face. And even now your face is cut off in the camera. Just how I like it. Look what I have on my face. Where did you get those sunglasses from? Did you find them? A beautiful majestic sea turtle. No. Swam ashore. No. Wearing my Ray-Bans that I had lost in the ocean the previous day. No. I befriended him. He showed me the way of the water and returned my Ray-Bans to me. Is this the plot to the next Avatar movie? Avatar 3, coming soon. <laughs> How did you actually find them? A sea turtle brought them to me, majestically. This is what we've been dealing with here. What's so hard to believe about that? <laughs> if you, what part of that story isn't believable? That right. he, he knew what you looked like. Well, we'd already matched on Tinder, so. Right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, eh? <laughs> we, we matched on Finder. Finder. <laughs> <laughs> this event brought to you by Fender. It's not a guitar company. It's a dating app for fish. Isn't that right, Andy? That is right. And that brings us right to the end of the season, Ryan. What was the best moment for you? Let's do a short recap of the recap. Hmm, a recap of the recap, Correct. Andy. Top moments. I'm, I'm struggling to find a top moment. They've all been top moments for me. Yeah, we do instant replay this right now. But I believe when um, Martin walked by was a good one for me. I believe. Oh, well, this actual video. This actual video. Yes, when we were speaking of Martin and he walked by, that was a top moment for me as well. Mm. Very tense, but also I felt relieved because I know that we had nothing but praise for him. Thank you for watching. Please like, subscribe, dislike. Leave us rude and nasty comments. Go subscribe to Tom and try to peer pressure him into showing his face and little bits of his beautiful personality. And as always, pontoon in next time. <laughs> oh, good. We were we were recording for an hour and forty minutes.